Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesleya Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. Every week, we have conversations that focus on stewardship principles to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally with ease. We do this while embracing the abundance of God. If you want to connect with a Christian community of professional women that is journeying through a purposeful blueprint that balances living a fulfilled life while building wealth for your future, you are in the right place. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and family. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington, and I am so excited. Congratulations to Wesleya and Willa, my favorite financial duo. And I know that so many people will be blessed because of your words and your guidance and your encouragement. Thank you so much, too, for making my book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose, the perfect companion to the blueprint for financial transformation that Willa and Wesleya teach and preach and live from. So I am super excited to be in partnership and relationship with these ladies. And again, I'm super excited about the Abundant Living podcast. Make sure that you rate and review and Wesleya and Willa never stop. The world needs your voice. If you have not been one of our clients or have not attended any of our workshops, or heard our internet radio show, let us introduce ourselves. I am Wesleya Eccles, financial coach and accredited financial counselor, wife, mother, and someone who had to learn how to get off the hamster wheel of going to work every day just to pay my bills. It wasn't until I became a financial advisor with a national brokerage firm that I actually even had a clue as to what people did in order to accumulate financial wealth. During that time, I also began seeking scriptures for a biblical perspective about managing finances. This is when I realized that we are purposed to be good stewards or managers of the resources that God provides and live abundantly. With this revelation, my husband and I began our journey to financial wellness. We embraced healthy financial behaviors, started maximizing our money and became diligent to define and pursue financial success for our family. We have worked very hard and sacrificed to break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and build a secure financial future for our family. And I am Willa Williams, financial coach and accredited financial counselor, wife and caregiver for a senior mom. From a teenager, I knew that I needed to plan my retirement and to structure our finances so that when I was ready to leave the workplace, I would do so comfortably. This mindset caused me to always be aware of how and where I gave, saved, and spent my money. I never expected nor wanted to work until I was of social security age. So I was serious about money management. Along the way, 
I met and married my husband. Together, we made careful decisions about our finances early in our marriage. Our efforts paid off and I was able to leave corporate America positioned to help meet the goals we set together. Neither my husband nor I came from families who had money. So we had to start from scratch. We worked, educated ourselves, saved and invested our money so that we do not have to work for anyone else if we don't want to. Willa and I have been friends for over 20 years and business partners for 10 years. And we saw similarities on our financial journey that has become our blueprint for financial transformation. These are the four phases we experienced. Phase one, experiencing financial breakthrough by conquering our money blocks and identifying the influences that affected our money behavior. Phase two, establishing a financial foundation by defining wealth for ourselves based on what we value so that we could align our goals and cash flow to support it. Phase three, building assets for financial elevation by confidently creating a financial framework to build wealth and protect it. And phase four, creating legacy through financial expansion by building our legacy, influence, and impact for generational wealth transfer. You will hear more about our story throughout this podcast. So continue to listen. Hey, subscribe, uh, rate it, review it. Our testimony would definitely show that with contentment, behavior change, and diligence, you can enjoy life now as you build wealth for the future. Yes, it takes time and effort to build your house on a firm foundation, but when you do, it will stand forever. That's because we truly believe the concept of living abundantly in Christ and not allowing money to pull your focus from the gracious God who gives us all the ability to produce wealth. When your finances are in order, it reduces mental, spiritual, physical, and social disruptions. And for me personally, having my financial house in order allows me, my husband, and our daughters to pursue our purpose and calling unfettered. So in the first phase called financial breakthrough, we are conquering money blocks and identifying what influences affects our money behavior. So what are your money blocks? Your money mindset can set you up to be confident in your finances or unsure. Your money mindset can set you up to be confident in your finances or unsure. Everyone has situations where they know what they should do, but find themselves doing something else instead. Isn't that right, Willa? Yes, it is. Especially, especially when it comes to money. Especially when it comes to money. Yes, yes. So, so when we talk about money, it's just it's not just about the numbers. It's important to understand what is influencing our attitude, mindset, and relationship with money or our financial behaviors. So money blocks are those limiting beliefs and habits that sabotage your chances to accumulate, enjoy, and preserve financial wealth. We have more of them than we realize, and any one of them could be holding you back significantly. So how do you know if you have a money block? Well, in John 10, 10, the first part of the passage tells, tells of the enemy's desire to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. Financially, to steal, kill, and destroy is when the enemy... And I'm going to slow that down <laughs> in a me 
affects your mindset to embrace feelings of lack, emptiness, dissatisfaction, and scarcity. And scarcity. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. If you reflect on your money on your financial behaviors, you might find that they are connected to early experiences in our lives, which can run so deep that it's often difficult to figure out where they came from. And it's part of, it becomes part of your money story. So for example, a biblical example, as a matter of fact, Matthew 25 is the parable of talents. It's a pretty popular uh, parable in the Bible mm-hmm. where the master leaves and gives three servants some money that he wants them, that he wants to manage while he's away. He gives one five, one two, and the other one. And he gives them money according to their capacity or their abilities, right? Well, the mm-hmm. five takes his, the one that got the five takes his five and doubles it. The one that got the two mm-hmm. takes his two and doubles it. The one that got one took his and hid it under a rock. He didn't do anything with it. He buried it because he was afraid. And he said, well, I know the master wants expects this and the master expects that. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do anything with it. And the master was displeased. A money block will have you handle your money just like the servant that had the one talent. You won't Mm. do the things that you need to do in order for it to multiply and increase for various reasons. Being afraid, feeling of lack, emptiness, dissatisfaction. If you are discontent, then you could be doing things to all that you'd be spending money to always fill a void because you don't have a level of contentment in your life. Like you don't know when enough is enough. Um, Money blocks will make you doubt the word of God about wealth and abundance. And you will be like the servant again, who had, who hid his one talent. Have you ever heard somebody tell somebody who is um, moving upwardly financially or experiencing financial success or career success where they say, well, don't ever forget where you came from? Yes, people say that all the time. People say that all the time and especially in our culture. Yeah, yeah. And in our culture, as you even mentioned in your introduction bio, you mm-hmm. started from scratch. You yeah. didn't come from means. Many of us did not come from means. And because of that, that that term, don't ever forget where you come from, can put a money block, can create a money block mm. where you feel unworthy or undeserving of the money that you are making, that you're earning. You go to college, you get a professional career, you're working hard. You might be at a point where you're making the most amount of money that you've ever earned in your life. And now you got to figure out how do I increase it? How do I build assets? How do I build wealth? How do I align my money with my values? But you hear but this that, in your head. Don't ever forget yeah. where you come from. But that would make you think that you're always supposed to stay there and you're never supposed to be able to do anything else. But do you always realize that that's one of the things that's holding you back? Because don't ever forget where you come from. People say it so casually, they don't really understand how it may impact the person who they're saying it to. Exactly. Another money block that can come out of that example is 
the person who is always enabling the family with financial resources. And so they give and they give so much to other family members to not ever forget where they came from, air quotes, that mm-hmm. they are, they give to the detriment of what they have planned for themselves. So again, these are money blocks and a definition of the money block are things that sabotage your chances to accumulate, enjoy, and preserve financial wealth. And those money blocks, the way you've explained it, helps me to understand that it creates a specific mindset that a person might have. It's how you have established your behaviors. And we have to recognize that those money blocks are the things that have helped us or led us to establishing a specific mindset in it also have to help us to understand how that mindset impacts our behaviors and our decision-making in money. One of the things that I always think about when I think about how I established my money mindset was thinking about how money was managed in my home as a child. And I think we should all do that. If we just Think back at how mom and dad or just mom or just dad or grandparents or however, how did we first learn about saving? Was it the jar in the kitchen? Was it the bank? Was it under the mattress? And I just share with you all that I am a caregiver of my mom. She's 92. And this week, she began to put money in a container is actually a little safe and she put it under her dresser i i grew up with that that's what i saw but she's even at her age she's saving so i saw that i went away from it a bit in college but i came back to it after i saw how important it was to say not in the same place but just the fact that i needed to say we learn from what we see. So we have to understand that as we are going forward and teaching our children, we gotta teach our children how to manage money today to the best way it should be managed today. In the can, in the can, under (laughs) the dresser is not the way for today. We want our money to be safe We want it to grow and we want it to be sustainable for us. We want it to yield growth. We don't want it to, we don't want that money to just be sitting there. And I'm just going to be like that in your parable, the one who got the one and only earned the one. We want to be the one who got the five and doubled their amount and ended up with 10. That's what we want to do. Exactly. In Proverbs, it talks about that. It talks about teaching your children how they should live and they will remember it all their lives. I'll never forget from having seen my parents put aside money, no matter where they put it, I'll never forget that that whole thing about saving. You need to save. It I is def- important that you say. I definitely saw that. I saw it. I saw the jar. Well, not the mm-hmm. jar. It was actually a box that was in a floorboard in the bedroom. <laughs> oh boy. And, and going to the bank and 
a step beyond that, I saw government bonds. Mm. So yes. the savings bonds. I didn't know yeah. anything beyond that. And I thought, you know, buying bonds, that was the thing because that's yeah. what I saw. But I also understand that my grandmother and your mom, they lived mm-hmm. through the Great Depression. Ooh. They weren't trying to do any investments. And the banks went because, under. Oh. Right. So <laughs> they are very conservative. They don't want to take any risk. Yeah. And you're right. These are some of the things that we can that we can actually begin to do ourselves sure. yeah. if we aren't willing to be open to learn mm-hmm. what like you said, what is appropriate for right now. Yeah. We have history that shows that the stock market is a very profitable method yes. of investing and growing your money. Yes. But if that's not your background and if you don't take the, the opportunity to learn it, to understand it for yourself so that you can make those money moves, mm-hmm. then you will be putting money in a, under a mattress <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it won't keep up with the rate of inflation and you can't and you don't understand why your money isn't supporting the lifestyle that you want, why you have to work so hard for it and it's not working for you. And that's, that's why your money mindset, wherever you are, it impacts your behaviors and your decision-making. And when you talk about investing and how the stock market can be profitable, it can, but you have to have a mindset too that it takes time. It's not a microwave kind of situation. It takes time. And so getting your money mindset in order, having a new paradigm with respect to money altogether will help you to understand and to see that. And another thing that I I see that is really important, one of the things that I see as I came through establishing a more positive money mindset, making better financial decisions, was to know that I had to build upon what I knew. And the things that I had seen to be true, dependable, and effective. Things that I personally had seen. What I saw happening to others wasn't always necessarily going to be the thing that was going to be good for me. So I had to be secure in my life and in my own personal decisions. I couldn't live by and according to what I saw others do or how they did it. Didn't understand that it would work for me. And, and, and once I did understood that it wouldn't work for me, I didn't do it. I knew that what I had seen that was working, I knew that I should stick with that and build upon it. I built upon the need for saving, not only for emergencies, but for my goals, short-term goals and long-term goals. When my husband and I decided that we wanted to go on vacation and we went to Alaska, it was absolutely beautiful. We never thought that we'd be able to do that, but we planned it, we saved for it, and we got on that airplane and then on that ship and we cruised on around and we had a wonderful time. We came back and we started doing it again, saving, planning, and continued that whole process. Plan, save, travel. Plans until we made all of the trips that we wanted to. Of course, we got stopped by COVID, but that's okay. <laughs> COVID is not here forever. 
So we continue to do so. But we got secure in what we needed to do in order to meet our financial goals. And we got that security by building upon what we knew was true for ourselves and by doing the things that it took, those simple three steps, creating the plan, being diligent about saving, and then enjoying ourselves. I love that you said build upon what you know and have seen to be true and not worrying about what others are doing. It's so important on the journey because for me, when we first bought our starter, quote unquote, starter home, (laughs) the mortgage person was telling us that, yeah, you can buy a home that's three times your income. And, you know, he had this formula and he was like, you can buy a home that was, I don't know, like a a six figure home. And we're like, no, we're just starting. And I was pregnant at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we bought our first home for Mm $45,000. And we based the home that we bought off of one income. There you go. Because we said that regardless of what happened to either one of us, whether for whatever reason I needed to be off longer because of pregnancy or because of of having the baby, or if anything happened, we needed to be able to afford our home. So we created a life where we, that we enjoyed that was within our means. Now our Mm -hmm. friends were like, oh, when are you going to do this? And when, as we progress and as Keith business grew and as I grew Mm -hmm. in my when are you going to do this when you're going to do that and we're like no we enjoy this here it -hmm. is within our means so yeah you have to make decisions based on what's right what works for you what works for you and and some of this and how you define wealth and the things that are important for you and what you value yeah we had very similar experiences with comments from people like well, you know you can afford so and so and so. Why don't you? No, we were content and we knew that we had a plan. And that plan allowed us to be just happy as a lark where we were and continuing to grow and enjoy as we went forward. It's amazing how once you really understand what you want and you be secure in the decisions that you make, your cash flow can go to wealth very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's just the mindset and it's just you taking control of your own financial life. And closing your own circle, creating yeah, your yeah. own circle of contentment and being okay Absolutely. with it. Mm-hmm. And, and being, because yeah. it's, it's, it's what, again, it's what you value. Yeah. And rich is rich relative. Is relative. Wealth is relative. It's what, what is it to you truly you need to establish wealth for yourself. And if we go back to the parable, Mm -hmm. they were apportioned (laughs) what they had capacity to handle according to the master. Yeah. So you define wealth for yourself, (laughs) but you're going to get what God knows that you can handle. So now that becomes a stewardship check. Mm. that becomes a stewardship mm. check what how am I managing it so that I can get more 
how am yes. I managing? What am I doing with what I have? So God can continue to bring favor upon me to do, to get more. And I know that's a whole nother podcast. That's another but... episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. The whole nother episode, same podcast, about, but a whole nother about, episode. <laughs> I think about storehousing, you know, how you yeah. storehouse so that you could be ready for him. And, exactly. and I think about abundance, how your needs are met and you have such an abundance that things just continue to flow and, and you just give and are generous. It, yes, those are other episodes, <laughs> other episodes that we can <laughs> For sure, for yeah. sure. What are some steps to conquer your money block? Here's one. Give yourself some grace. Some of the things yeah. and the behaviors that we are that we are operating in, or that you see your that you observe yourself um, doing, it came from quite a long period of time. So it yeah. might take yeah. you some time to unlearn or relearn, unlearn those behaviors, and then mm-hmm. learn some new behaviors. And then there might be some things you might have to relearn. You understand? Yeah. So. You know, if you've come from the finger hut generation, and I don't know if, okay, for the listeners, what finger hut is, <laughs> I think I just dated myself. Yeah, finger, I don't want to. Finger hut was like home shopping network in the catalog. And anything that you ever thought you might want, you could purchase. And they would lure you in by saying, for $10 a month, for $5 yeah. a month. And so yeah. people would be buying finger hut and they would be 5 and $10 a month themselves to get the things that they that they wanted <laughs> so if you are if that's what you saw and that's what you were accustomed to and so now you have that same mentality with how you use credit cards mm-hmm. then yes you can eliminate the debt yes you can get out of it but now you have to change your behaviors to only using your credit card to purchase things that you know that you can afford to pay off within that month And that's the reason why you have to give yourself some grace, because now that you know that a change needs to be done, it's okay that you acted that way or that your decisions were made based on that premise. Now you have a new mindset. So give yourself grace and move forward in correcting that block, getting rid of it. Yes, I like uh, you. There's a scripture that um, that Willa shared with me. Uh, it says, whatever you do, work at it with your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since yes. you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is yeah. the Lord Christ you are serving. So remember that as you are it's giving Colossians. yourself some grace. It is Colossians, Colossians mm-hmm. 3, 23 mm-hmm. and 24. Mm-hmm. Rem- remember that as you are conquering your money blocks that you're doing all of this for his glory knowing where the block started is half the battle now you can break through the block and conquer the block with a new set of beliefs also affirm your new beliefs in scripture that has been foundational for me in my financial journey like i said in my intro when i understood who i was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing as a steward, then I affirmed mostly everything that I do financially with the scriptures. 
So using the same example of credit, there's a scripture in Romans that says, let no debt remain outstanding except the debt to love one another, which means that we should not have any outstanding debt. <laughs> so when it's not due, but to love each other at all, other to love yeah. each other, yeah. other than to love each other. And then acknowledge your history and make changes now to see yourself or to begin operating with your new beliefs for a better future. The important thing in that was is that we have to acknowledge where we were, acknowledge our history, acknowledge what we learned, acknowledge those money mindset. Let's not be in denial. Let's acknowledge it and make the changes because once we get on that cycle, we're moving forward, establishing a foundation that is definitely gonna put us on that journey to turning our income into wealth. And that's what we want to share with you all. The ability to utilize the four phase blueprint for financial transformation. Exactly. And I like how you said acknowledge. And I just wanna add, acknowledge, but don't judge. It's not for you to judge what happened in the history. It's not for you to judge what you observed. It's not for you to judge what you didn't get taught. It's not for you to also walk away in shame or guilt or condemnation. You gave yourself grace, remember? Exactly. Give yourself grace. Acknowledge the history, but don't judge it. Don't be in shame. Don't judge others. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.